welcome to another edition of Shop Shock. Shop Chalk? I don't even. I can't even talk. So shop Talk. Yeah, that's it. Use your lips and your and and, <laughs> and your tongue in order to form words. So, uh, well, that intro was really great. Welcome back, Jonathan. How are you doing this week? I'm doing really well. Thank good. you. Good. Sound a little tired. You're good. Uh, I am. I am fabulous. Really nice. Good to hear. Well, yeah. it's a it's a little light in the studio this week. There's only two of us. Back to the original. Back cast. to the original, the OGs. <laughs> the OGs, as it were. So uh, it's been a, it's been a good run. Uh, we've, we've episode five, I think this is. Yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I've had fun doing it, sharing stories and conversations with with you and, and the guests like that we've, we've had. It seems like we've gotten some good feedback, you know. And uh, um, we're well. I mean, you're you're the editor, and you know, uh, you've been having fun playing with the intros and things like that yeah so, no it's uh i think we i, I, I think, like the way it's coming out i think we've settled in i like the uh the intro that we have the little jukebox and then abruptly scratching the record and jumping right into things yeah so that's good um we've <clears throat> teased people a lot the last couple of weeks of uh talking about our backpacking adventures we have so i think this week we'll uh since I, it's just I think you and it's me time to go into backpacking because <laughs> I, I there's there's lots to discuss in backpacking i feel yeah, I, I I thought it was funny that at work, just out of the blue, and I believe it was out of the blue, you you said, I'm going to start backpacking, and I'd let you know, hey, well, if you have any questions or, or, you know, need any help, let me know. I used to sort of, like, teach backpacking and do some guiding, and uh, I'd be happy to help you along the, help you along the way to, to, you know, trying to figure out how to backpack or what actually you wanted to get out of backpacking. So what what's... What stirred it? I know that we've talked about the bike riding, and you were never really kind of an outdoorsy guy growing up. So, what what's what spurned or stirred? Yeah. Okay. So, let's see. Go back to ultimately. I think it was my Zion trip, right? I came back from Zion in 2017, uh-huh. and the, and that the, was in summertime. That was just a trip to visit that the national park. That was just a park. trip to go to national park. And then we went hiking, you know, I went hiking up in Zion. Right. And I came back and then I was just kind of on a, a hiking high. So I'm like, okay, let's go hiking. And then. Just like day I, hiking around day the hiking, park? Day hiking, right. Yeah. Okay. And then I think. Oh, that's when you told me where y'all did uh, Angels. Angels Angels Landing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which is crazy, you know. <laughs> and um, so then I believe I shared with you that. Dude, my bucket list is to go backpacking because I want to go poop, poop in a hole. And I thought it was the weirdest reason to go backpacking. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and you know, ultimately, the poop in the hole part is the fact that like you're on your own. There are no amenities. Yeah. And can you rough it on your own? You right. Know? And th- well, yeah. So when I brought it up, and you're like, I got all this experience, and you know, certainly with your Marine Corps experience, you got your search and rescue, and you were at REI, and you're an adventure guide, and good Lord, you, you just like, you were the best person in my life at that time. <laughs> yeah, I think it worked out, but I do remember in the early on, you didn't ask a lot about gear at the very beginning. You, it really was, and I know this is just... It really was to poop in a hole for you. You ask, you ask, well, how, how, how do you do it? Yeah. How do you dig a hole? What, uh-huh. do you, what is the concept behind that? I'm like, 
You just yeah. I mean, seriously, right? Like, <laughs> it, it's taking me forty years to figure out how to poop in a hole. I didn't. I, you've never had to poop in a hole, right? And it's just, it's such a, a a novel idea that just and and of course I'm not going to go in my backyard and just dig a hole and poop in it, right? To see what it feels like. So you gotta you gotta build the experience <laughs> that requires this you know situation. And I mean, like I feel like I'm ready for like a doomsday prep now, you know, because right. because a lot of this backpacking is is a bit of some self reliance and and being able to be minimal, right? And um, that's so awesome. I yeah, you know, and and, and be, well, early on when I had mentioned this whole idea, I mean, I didn't have any gear whatsoever. Right. No, and no, yeah. You let you... me borrow all that stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I gave you a weekend's worth of... Uh-huh, right. Because okay. uh, I had some friends from church uh, invite me up to Idlewild. Okay. We did, we did um, a version of uh, Deer Springs, I oh, think. Oh, that's what it was. Deer Springs up to like towards Strawberry Junction yeah, and stuff. Right, yeah, right, right. Okay. And that's I did that fun... with like a, a, a 30, 30 liter backpack... Yeah, you know, um, and and just I don't know a hodgepodge of stuff that right. I managed to survive on, and I was doing MREs yeah. at that time because yeah, that was the best that I knew of. Yeah, and I sort of started the same way because I was stationed in Tennessee and got into rock climbing there because they built kind of a rock climbing gym in the gym, and I got to be friends with the guy that was running it. And his actual college degree was in outdoor recreation. So he, he was like, he went to college to learn how to backpack or whatever. So, wow. you know, that was his degree. So got to be friends with him. And then another guy I was stationed with. So we just sort of connected and started doing this whole rock climbing thing. And we did a trip uh, in the middle of North Carolina, actually on real rock. And these guys have all been like, you know, mountaineering or, or you know, out adventuring and doing things. And literally, I, I, I think I picked up a Walmart Tex-Mex backpack and just, just so I could have a backpack to go on this trip, you know, rock climbing. And, and the things that you learn on a three-day trip when you go with other people, it's like, first time I'd ever seen a headlamp. I'm like, that's the greatest invention in the world. Like, you're eating? I'm holding a flashlight. Or you're eating <laughs> by a lantern and there's bugs and everything. They're all like doing everything with a headlamp. And I'm like, okay, put that on the list. Got to get that when I get back. So it was sort of the same thing. My very first trip, like an actual backpacking or an adventure trip was hodgepodge and didn't really mm -hmm. know what it was and made a list of things that I needed. And then shortly after that trip, I discovered there was an REI in downtown Memphis and became very good friends with the REI in Memphis. So I understand how yeah, I know jumping I... off the deep end with not really knowing what to get into, what you're getting right. into. In yeah. an, in another life, I, I I probably should work at an REI. I mean, that's you know either that or, or invest well, in own one, <laughs> right? Right. So it's but but you mentioned minimal. So well, minimal minimal <laughs> from car camping. Oh, okay. okay. Not minimal in the sense of what we're seeing now. You know, I've been watching a lot of YouTube anymore. Right. You know, and I see these ultralight, you know, backpackers and I don't understand how their weights are happening. 
and let alone I don't have that kind of money, right? I mean, again, I was trying to to do minimal investment, you know. Right. And uh, right now, the way my gear is, I'm I'm pretty happy. Right. Uh, meaning that I, I there are accepted values of my gear that I re- am refusing to spend more money to make it lighter, you know. Right. And really, the heaviest part of my, my gear is the water. Yeah, and it seems like every trip we've done, we've, up until just recently, have been kind of in a, a drought. Well, so the we drought, never yeah. know the water situation. Exactly. And you're going for three days, and you're mm-hmm. figuring a gallon a day. You need three gallons of water. That's 24 pounds. Yeah. You know, just in water alone, not counting your food and everything else. So mm-hmm. the water does add up. And and now I think, if, you know, I got to, if we go out in the, in the, in the, Summer, I think we're going to be okay. I think springs and some of the streams will still be running. I, uh, I would hope so. And I'm still not of that caliber yet to trust myself with just finding water in places. Like, I don't trust myself yet. Yeah. You know, to go, yeah, I know where there's water. <laughs> like, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. You know, that... The only time I did that was um, when I took my daughter Holly down to, uh, oh, good Lord, Mount Laguna. Uh-huh. And Mount Laguna, there's a big old lake there. Right. So that, I knew there would be water, and I filtered that water out, you know? Um, but beyond that, dude, like, I mean, the, the, the few uh, creeks or whatever, the water, little waterfall drippings that we found up in Mount San Jacinto, I mean, we scored on that one. Yeah. You know, but no one, no reports said there was, that yeah, there was there, water. There was no reports. And and like, and I got worried because a couple of the areas that we mm-hmm. hiking through that I knew there was typically water was all brown. The ferns were all dead. It's like, man, this is. Dude, going up freaking Devil's Slide and, uh, you know, just that first night, I could have done without 10 pounds of water, you know? Yeah. But okay, we we hauled it up, so there it is. Yeah. So, but the water the water is important. I think we you, you could do without some other things, but you can't do without the water. And and being in the being in the rescue or doing the search and rescue thing, it's like that that's probably the number one necessity. You can you can survive quite a few days if you have water, and the secret is not rationing it. And and I think we drank like we thought we were going to find water. Because I don't know, I drank on the hike up. I drank a lot. And I was counting that between camp and somewhere, we'd find water. <laughs> because, I mean, we, we, we did, what, 3,000, 4,000 feet of elevation gain in four miles, five miles, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we started down here at 1,500 feet, and we're camping at nine. So I knew the water was important on the trip up because I didn't want that. I didn't want that headache. Yeah, you know. So I I may have drank a little more and then woke up the next morning thinking, well, I hope we find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, so what what what's your uh, now? You and I have done a couple of trips and you've done some trips with with uh, other family members and friends. So what's your overall take? What do you think? Do you like it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It, okay, so let's see the the driving force um, of this would be that first and foremost, I love camping. Okay, yeah. Okay, I've discovered that. Right, if I could sleep in a tent for the rest of my life, I'd probably do it. 
right? Um, and so the hiking part, you know, uh, that you have to carry your stuff, to, right. you know, um, that's a means to the end, right? right? The end is the fact that I love camping. And, and the fact that we are able to haul our stuff in into, you know, three miles in, eight miles in, ten miles in, and no one else is around you. Right. That's epic. Yeah, no, that's... Right. And, and it's, you know, and it's funny because there's Instagrams and all kinds of stuff out there about the view out my tent, my tent door. Yeah. And the things that you can see, uh-huh. like the sunrises that we saw, just the serenity and the quietness and just... It's so quiet. I mean, yeah. there was... <laughs> Uh, the one of the trips that I went on by myself, um, it was uh, Warner Springs on the PCT, uh-huh. and I went seven miles north of Warner Springs, um, and uh, I ended up doing nine miles that night. But at seven miles, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel it. I had the I had the dog, yeah, uh, and I could tell she was just starting to lose it. So at not at seven miles, I started looking for a campsite, and then. At nine, I found one that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and when I lay finally lay down, like, it was dead silent. Not even crickets. No, no airplanes. No cars. Yeah. No, no animals were making noises. And I'm like, this is freaky. And then, uh, and, and what confounds that or compounds that, I think, is it's like, it's dark, dark, and it's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's dark. It's dark. There's nothing. Yeah. Y- you yeah. look up and there's like, wow. There's yeah. Not those stars at my house. Correct. You know, and then if you're like in a, in a, in a, what I, not a full moon, but a new moon where it's completely pitch black, it's dark. Yeah. And then that's sort of like, mm-hmm. con- and I think that makes yeah. it quieter. Yeah. If that makes any uh, sense. I mean, or the quiet makes it darker. I don't know. But like, it, if I didn't have my dog, I would have probably went a little bit stir crazy. Really? You know? Because um, I remember it was kind of an eerie feeling. Now, I got, I've got i gotten used to it. Like, right. It's just it's in your head, of course. Yeah. You know? But, man, I just couldn't believe. I was astonished at how just quiet it was. Right. And and that there's beauty in that. There is beauty in that. Oh, so. it, it's... It's yeah, I I truly agree. And then like the trips that we've done, we've always taken off in the dark. We have. <laughs> well, I love it. Okay, so so like we we need to explain this, right? Yeah. You know I mean, um, okay, so the trips that we've been we've done, we've we've gone. It's been like Friday Saturday trips. Yeah. Right. And because I love camping, and I and you figured out that I love camping, I want to camp at least two times right right if we if we left on a friday we would camp out friday night then come back and then come back home saturday and then that's just kind of like like okay you do it because that's all you got right but my pitch to you was let's go thursday night it doesn't matter how i mean the forest doesn't close you know for business right no so we get to we we start hiking and then and uh, we'll finish at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And we ended up finishing at 3 a.m. or something, yeah. you know, at Mount San Jacinto. And you get to camp Thursday night yeah. or whatever, whatever you call it. Yeah. And then Friday night. And so yeah. you get two camps. Yeah. 
and it's just and and you get two mornings too. Yeah, two, and it's always the second night for me that I sleep better. So that extra night is huge because it's like I toss and and it doesn't matter. I could be camping, I could be in a hotel. Like when I went to to track training, it's like the first night away from my normal environment i don't sleep good it's always the second night and on so it's really advantageous that we get that extra night i love it i yeah. just that that extra 12 hours or whatever you want yeah. to call it i dude that's so and cool. i and i truly like hiking in the dark i i it it doesn't bother me i guess you know especially for starting i don't know if i'd want to finish a trip in the dark if that makes sense like we've always left enough like on our out trip, we've always left enough yeah. time to like get back bef- before dark. I don't know that I would want to hike out in the dark because you've already been there for three days and you're kind of tired. And it's like at that point, you're just wanting to get to the car. So I think it would be huh. re- really long. I think it would just like mess yeah, with I, me. I mean, but the trip in, because it's I'm always looking forward to uh, what's around the next corner, what's coming up, what's coming up. So I don't mind hiking in the dark. And it's just... And it, and I liked your philosophy. And ever since we've done that, now that seems to be our mo for our trips. It's like let's leave Thursday. Well, we work till seven, pack, leave, get up there. We're not hiking till ten. Well, that's fine. What do we got to do? What else are we exactly. doing? Exactly. Right. Right. You know. Right. And we're not we're not on a time frame. It's like that trip. We stopped four or five times, took breaks, looked around, looked down in the valley, and right. saw saw the lights of the. You know, Hemet and the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Plateau, you know, just, yeah. it's just gorgeous. Right, right. You know, and you're up there yeah. and it's dark. Dark doesn't affect me. And I guess really, I mean, I, I get, we might be spoiled because we, we go night riding, you know, mountain biking. Yeah. And see. so we're just used to, you know, the lights and, and, and how... then focusing on what the lights and not really, I, and when, I know we're, this will be a segue, but I really thought that when we started, when I started mountain bike riding in the dark, it made you kind of a better rider. Because you, you're not head bobbing and looking around, you know? Yeah, right. You're, you're more focused. Well, you're, you're focused on... Because that's all you can see. Yeah. And you're really concentrating on where the lights are. And now that, you know, I wear a helmet a helmet light, you know, you can sort of look above your lights and look and look through the next turn. But you, yeah. you, you really are focused on kind of what's in front of you. Yeah. And I sort of feel the same way with backpacking. You're not, not too distracted. And I'm not worried about, like, animals or anything like that because... You know, your little headlamp only is projecting 10 feet in front of you. Yeah, right. It's almost a good thing, right? Because you don't want to know, yeah. you know, what you're walking next to or whatever. <laughs> well, it's like when we did Baldy, there, we, the way the trip came around and we kind of meandered in and out, there there was a set of eyes that I, and I told you about it. Uh, I Was it a Baldy? You, you're you're no. freaking out? Yes, yeah, because like, I looked up and I see the eyes. And then the eyes turn, and then we're walking to look up, and I see the eyes again. I'm like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? And finally, after, you know, after seeing the eyes for about 15 minutes, we come up, and we come to a point in the trail where the eyes are closer to the trail, and the headlight caught just a silhouette, and it was a deer, but... Oh, wasn't that was the deer that was, that was bedding yeah, by the tree? Yeah, but... And you know, that was neat. The, the, but the way that we were meandering in and out of the trail, and he's like hearing noises, and he's looking up. Yeah. So you see the eyes, and then he realizes it's not a threat, and then you don't see the eyes. It's like, right. okay, is, are green eyes good? What is that? What is that? <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, you're just like, and then the fog started blowing in. It's like, man, I hope those eyes are good. 
turned out to be just a deer laying down in the sticks. But yeah, that was fine. It was good. So, so speaking of um, hiking and meandering and then being comfortable and doing things and going at your own pace, what is your take on like, and we met a couple of guys on the trail when we did San Jacinto. What do you think of these guys that are through hiking that are minimally carrying everything and they're doing 20 miles a day just to finish the trail. Do you think, does that take away from it? Or is that a whole different kind of... I, that's a whole different thing. I mean, th- uh, okay, so, like, a bad analogy for me is going to be that uh, we are walkers um, walking the neighborhood to get our exercise. And then there are these marathon runners. Right. And then it could they could even be, you know, Ragnar runners, right? That yeah. want to, you know, run for three days straight, you know, type thing. Um, so that's a different sport almost. I mean, because they're trying, they're 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 going faster. So it, so it is like a sport. They're that... trying to achieve uh, twenty to thirty miles a day. You know, and, yeah. and, and if you're packed down, then, yeah, it's going to be difficult. I mean, from the way I understand it, and I don't know much about it because it seems so foreign, but they're packing like 25, 30 pounds total. Like they're, they, they, they will hike with, uh, one, uh, with, with a one liter bottle. Yeah. And that's enough to get them to camp and they are literally relying on water reports on the, on the, on the trail and on the, the hike. Tra- uh-huh. Yeah. And then right. I worked with a guy that through hiked the Appalachian trail and the logistics that go into it is like insane. Right. Sending the food ahead Get it, of time. Yeah, getting and... your stuff mailed to you and then having somebody that's going to mail it to you. Right. You know, that's a four month adventure to, to try to through hike that. And I understand the need to par down weight. And I, I don't get me wrong because I, every time we backpack, I tell you my motto is I totally overpack for whatever reason. Even if I'm taking an overnight trip to visit my parents, I could get by with a carry on. I, I, I check a suitcase. And then when I get to my parents, I've, you know, I wear one pair of jeans and two shirts, but I've taken a wardrobe for a week. So Mm. I don't, I don't understand that. But I do the same thing backpacking. And I think it's in my head this like I don't want to get in a situation where I don't have something. I still don't feel like I'm uh, uh, not using everything you everything take. I'm taking. Yeah, you know. Um, so I mean, I've learned to pare down a bit, but like right now, my, with, with all my gear with my with my pack, not including water, um, is thirty five pounds. And that's pretty sweet. So that's tent, sleeping bag, pad, trekking poles, clothing, extra clothing. Trekking poles, I'm not putting okay in there, but because I'm holding them. Okay, but no. Um, Camp kit, fuel, uh-huh. food. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Food. Food. Sure. Right. Yeah. Top ramen doesn't weigh much, um, but it's the so then the water is what kills me because at this point, um, for a the, for my two day trip. Um, I know I've learned that I'm using two, two liters of water at camp. One liter is to get me there mm-hmm. typically. 
Um, and then, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll use two liters f- for dinner. Right. You know? So that's the drink and cook uh, with? Yeah. And then I'll use about half a liter uh, for the morning. Um, and then I'm drinking about one liter during the night. Okay. Right. And then, so then I, and then I want one liter to come back home. Right. Right. So one, two, uh, ultimately another one and another one to get home. So that's five liters. Yeah. That's 10 pounds right there. Right. And right right there, 45 pounds. And that's been my pack weight. Yeah. And, and. And if are you finding that that's been enough water? How yeah, you... yeah. I get home with with half a half a liter, uh, three quarters of a liter left. So, are you not a big drinker when you're hiking out, doing the hike in? Or I guess not for whatever reason. Like, I mean, I'm certainly certainly I'm certainly consuming as I go up. But when I when I come back out, I mean, at that point, I guess you just. Like yeah. all peppy and and you you don't you're not using Camelback inside your pack. You're actually not using... anymore. I'm doing I'm doing just a water bottle. Camelback's yeah. taking too long to too long to suck through. Right. Um. And and being able just to really access it for camp and stuff, whereas just the water bottles is just easy. Yeah, I find the Camelback because my pack has a slot to put the water bladder in yeah. so you pack around it and i find that with the with the straw right there i tend to drink more on the trip in well and so i use the camelback just for the hiking in and the hiking out all the nalgene bottles everything else or the water filter or the six liter bag that i carry empty is for using while we're at camp early on i you know i was struggling with the water bottles cuz you know they were on the sides of the pack and then it's like really difficult to get to right um but uh i found this um um uh netting uh ho- cup bottle holder That's that i was able to lash to, to your shoulder strap to, yeah uh huh yeah. and so right it's so right now in you front have of me. one right there in front yeah, of you yeah it's totally right in front of me so i can drink at any time yeah. and that really has increased my the, consumption on the hike in and the hike Everything. out i just yeah. i love it right there you know so um ended up um, I saw like, you know, uh, hacks for it, you know, on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, and then this guy on, uh, on one of the Facebook hiking, uh, groups, he's actually sewing his own. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Justin Anderson, you know, and, uh, he sells them for like 10 bucks or whatever. He's out of Huntington beach. And yet it's crazy is because he's now part of all these different, uh, groups and people are like asking about like, hey, you know, where do I get those or whatever? And he, yeah. It's the same way that Camelback started. A guy was doing a bike ride and he put an IV bag in a sock. Oh, is that what he did? And, and safety pinned it to, his, to the back of his jersey. And he was drinking, you know, and IVs have those on and off things. Clipped the tube and was, you know, that, that's, the, that's how I, nice. uh, Camelback started. He nice. wanted a way to access water while in a narrow position or doing something so right. it was a wow. I, an old iv bag filled with water stuffed in a sock safety pin to the back of his jersey and now you know uh, yeah right now it's become like a generic term for anything you carry water I on know, your back with right, right? It's like xerox so. yeah right yeah so um 45 pounds i'm fairly happy with there was one time i went with yeah yeah on that mountain laguna trip uh with, with my daughter um 
she wasn't feeling well, so I ended up taking her water, and I racked up to 60 pounds, and that's when I was hurting. Yeah. Yeah, like I was struggling, and we would stop, and she, you know, she felt bad, and she's like, you know, kind of let me help, but I knew that she wasn't feeling well, so I just kept going, but it was, I felt 60 pounds. So on our first trip, when we did San Jacinto, what, what was your, what was the weight? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm finding that I'm just consistently at 45 pounds. I think, yeah, I think you were 45 or 50 because we carried extra water because we had no indication that we were going to get water. Yeah. And uh, maybe. So that was your, the San Jacinto trip, the one that we did go, that was your first like actual backpacking trip, right? Where you put things on your back and we hiked in. But I you'd... think I went first with my friends from church. That's when you let me borrow stuff. Okay, okay. And then right? from then and that was just an overnighter. Okay. And I didn't take a lot of stuff. I uh yeah, I like I had a old an old Wa- Walmart Juniors tent. Right. That I still used right now. Uh but it was simple and just whatever. So you let me borrow that. So I think really the San Jacinto one was our second trip. Right. That was a real one. That was a multi-day, multi-camp night though, right? Yeah, correct. That was a good trip. Had fun on that one. If I recall correctly, it was fun. I don't, right? Um, You you didn't have fun on Baldy. Baldy sucked. Yeah, Yeah. Right. But there was when we got up to the saddle junction at Mount San Jacinto, uh, I was enjoying myself and I was that was the first time I ever saw the PCT logos on the trees. Yeah, and you and got so I was all you were all like, like, wow one o'clock in the morning you hit a whole nother you were like right you yeah, were energized all, me because yeah, like energized. I'm on the PCT. This yeah. is the stuff that people make movies about and right. document you know and just like okay now you're part of something. Yeah. That was really just, you know, juvenile of me, but it was just like. Well, no, that's what you're in the experience for is to experience or to be a part of something. And if you get excited and it's like we've talked about when we talked about why we ride, it's like, okay, I, I might not climb it. I might not climb the, as fast as you or go down as fast as you on on the downhill. But guess what? I have just as much fun as you do. You know, yeah. I'm in it for me. I'm, I'm out here be it backpacking, uh, uh, bike riding or backpacking, you know, if I get excited because, Hey, I'm seeing a waterfall or I see an Eagle or I see, you know, the mist is blowing in. And it's like when we did Baldy, the mist blowing in, it, it, it sort of makes the trip a little harder, but then you appreciate it a little more, you know, and that was a brutal hike. I hadn't done that one in so long. And, and the verticalness of it was just like overwhelming. Sanicinal, you mean? No, or Baldy. Uh, Baldy. But so, I go back to saying, you know, getting excited about seeing the PCT sign. I was like, who cares? I mean, you're out there to hike for you and have a good time. And I'm not going to judge why you get excited. I get excited because you're getting excited. And and just to see the, you know, Mm -hmm. just everybody experiencing something new or something different just makes it fun. And that's why I enjoy it. Now, what sucked, though, was after Saddle Junction, it went vertical. Yeah, that's like because I, th- I I thought Devil's Slide was vertical, but it got even way more vertical after Saddle Junction. Yeah, and then that's when we started hurting. Yeah, and we, that's when I started calling, asking for hope. <laughs> you know, 
Like, do you do you see any sign of hope? Yeah, you were. And that was the and start you, of that. And, and it's funny because I remember we, we sort of had a gap, and I was like, man, this is this is starting to pain. And my headlight, my head's drooping. And when I'd look up, all I could see was like a switchback with rocks in front of us. And then I make that switchback, and I look up. It's another switchback. And you call out down the trail, oh, dear God, please tell me you see hope. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I see nothing but rocks and switchbacks, but yeah, it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. What made it even worse is when we left Saddle Junction, where we camped and what I plotted on the map, I plugged in the GPS. Well, the GPS was as the crow flies. Yeah. Literally a half mile from where we were standing, but the way, but it was on on the edge of a cliff. So we couldn't get to it that way. So we were walking. Oh, Quarter mile, quarter mile, we make a switchback. Oh, a mile and a half, mile and a half. I was like, man, so I was looking at the GPS getting getting flustered because every corner we made, yeah. it got longer. Then I make the switchback back. Then it gets shorter. It's like, I have no idea where this thing is. Yeah, that GPS was so deceiving that night. Oh, yeah. It killed us. And really, there was Camp A and Camp B. Right. You were hoping for Camp B. Yeah, but when um, we got to Camp A, I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah, we're done. Right. But then, And then, it turned out okay. That was no, a, like, a nice no. little cubby hole. No, it was area. really nice. We were protected from the wind. We still had a good view of the sky. Mm-hmm. I mean, and some of the overlooks. But can't be when we saw the next morning. That was nice. Yeah, if we if right. we ever gear up and do that one so again. So I ended up camping at Camp B another time. I went up with my sister in law. Okay. And then so I fig- I said I know where to go. Right. And then so we, did I, you do a night hike up? No morning. Oh, okay. Morning morning. I don't remember. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. So. Yeah, no clue. But we did, yeah, I, we did, I did Mount San Jacinto one more time. And did you summit that one as well? We did. Okay. So that was, I mean, we, we bagged a peak, your first multi-trip. We filtered water. That actually ended up being... And I of, remember where I pooped in a hole. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you I the, love it. You know, okay, so... You woke up the next morning, it's like, ah, ah. Uh, 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 how do you you make this happen how do you do this how do you do this I'm like I don't know it'll come just relax don't think about it (laughs) but you know so so I have I have my what is it the trowel 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 right the 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 shovel the poop shovel um you know with with uh, my teepee and and other stuff in a baggie now yeah and even when I do like road trips and stuff I'll just take the baggie yeah cause now it's like dude I don't need a bathroom. If I if I truly truly just gotta go, right? I'm just gonna pull the side of the road and I'm just gonna poop in a hole. You know, I haven't had to, right? But the fear, right? The 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 whatever the the weirdness is not there anymore. You so were I'm very like, apprehensive about that. Or I was or, I was not, curious. I was just, or not I knowing. I was like, well, you know, you crouch and I'm like, am I gonna pee on my foot? Am I am, yeah. am I like in how does poop actually work? You know, like it's so weird, but I guess it goes out in one, one stream. When you see a toilet bowl, you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, but it's a lot simpler. So I'm impressed. Well, no, I, 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 I still get tickled. Like when you like, you're almost skipping, Hey, I pooped in a hole. I pooped in a hole. And, (laughs) And I actually think when you, when, when we, when you, 
posted your story or talked about it, that's the that's what you opened with. Uh, uh, prob- I, yeah. I think that's, I pooped in a hole. I camped overnight. I bagged a summit. I'm like, man. I got no shame, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, fine. You're talking about pooping and people, you know, it's awkward, you know, culturally to talk about pooping. Whatever. It's pooping. Yeah. You, everybody does Goodness it. Goodness gracious. Right. You know, so like, and when was the last time you pooped in a hole? So- right. Exactly. That would be something to talk about. Yeah. No, I know. That's I, just no, my I thought process. You totally know? understand, especially right. since the whole reason and the, one of the things you ever first started talking to me about was pooping in a hole. I mean, you mm-hmm. actually asked me that. So how do you do it? Yeah. Like, you dig a hole and squat over the hole and, and go. Yeah. And you were all, you had that puzzled look on your face. Like, is it really that simple? I'm like, yeah, it's that simple. It's just... <laughs> You just go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is that simple. I like it. Okay, so I just want to ask you one or another train of thought that I had here. So to you, I mean, the backpacking that, that we, you know, the, the joy of being out in the wilderness, seeing things that not everybody else gets to see, the, you know, the suffering aspect of it sort of makes the reward a lot better, I feel, because it's like, man, took us three hours to get here, but look at the view. Look at this spot. You know, I, I remember how excited we got when we woke up the next morning. We could actually see our campsite. Yeah. How level and how nice it was. And just by plotting it on a map, it's like, well, this is where we're going to camp. Let's end up where we were camping. And how just nice it was, you know, just being away, not seeing anybody. And it's like, you know, how many people else, how many other people are doing that this weekend? So that's the true joy. It's like I, I, I can carry more weight because I personally want to be comfortable and not lacking for anything when I get to this perfect site that we're right. looking for. So what what on your scale is more important, comfort or lightweight? Or do you feel that you can do both equally or do you suffer the weight for comfort? For what it's worth, I think I'm suffering the weight for comfort. So comfort is is important to me. Um, so there are two luxury items that I'm taking with me that I don't exactly consider luxury. Uh, I consider them more as requirement for my comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, 10 degree sleeping bag does not keep me warm enough. Um, I like to sleep warm, right? Versus, you know, what, surviving s- sleeping not cold. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, sleeping not cold. I'm sure. Yes, I'll survive, but I want to be warm. That makes me feel really good, you know. And so, therefore, I want to overheat ultimately. Right. Right. Um, so I now am uh, packing um, a uh, a fleece liner. Right, you know, so there's always, you know, the the sleeping bag liners, so that way you didn't stink up your sleeping bag per se. Right, right? you would just and you just wash the liner. Right. Okay, fine. It's along that premise, but I wanted extra warm, so I got a fleece liner, and it it does take up a little bit more cargo area. Uh huh. Do you pack it in the sleeping bag or in the tent or in your pack? In my pack. Okay. Yeah, I did it with it didn't my sleeping bag, but it makes my sleeping bag really really bulky. Okay. So it's better just to split them up. You know, and that that way it takes up. Less room individually. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you do that. Um, so I love that. And a foldable chair. 
because I'm okay not sitting on a rock or on the ground. I, I, I will tell you that that's one thing you and I discussed ad nauseum is like, you're carrying a three-pound chair. Jonathan, you're carrying a three-pound chair. That's a three-pound chair. And you're like, no, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to sit on a rock. I don't want to sit on a rock. And then when you let me borrow it, it's like, all right, I got to get me one of these chairs. <laughs> Crazy. So nice. Yeah. Just eight inches off the ground. Dude. And it sort of yeah, rings right. back. Right. And for the record, it's a two-pound chair. Okay. 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 <laughs> but it, yeah, so to me, could, I'm just going to, it's worth sacrifice. At I'm, this point, it could yeah, be a three-pound chair and I'd still borrow it from you. One it's one water bottle and yeah. I'm willing to carry another water bottle yeah. because, wow, being eight inches off the ground... And you just, you're able, I don't know, man. Well, you're With able to sit down. You're, you've got to backrest. You're able to stretch out. Mm-hmm. You're not like, you know, on in the bugs, not that there's a lot of bugs, but sometimes just sitting on the, on the dirt, Yeah, it's it's hard to get up. Right. You're, you're like all sore well, and Well, so when anyway. we did Mount San Jacinto, I didn't have the chairs yet, right? I, yeah. Because I was learning from you. Yeah. And I mean, we were sitting on a rock and a log and then... You know, I ended up sitting on the air mattress or the, the, right. the whatever. Use your air mattress yeah. as a cushion, as right? As the cushion, you know, but you're almost stuck in the tent, you know, because you want to be comfortable. Whereas, when again, we did now Baldi, we know that... We had those chairs and chairs. we were able to go... Yeah, Dude, right? so nice. You just, yeah, so... See, I, I'm the same way. Um, I'm, I will sacrifice weight. I will sacrifice weight for comfort, meaning I will carry an extra something. Like if I'm, if I know we're going to be at 10,000 feet, I know, I know it's going to take an effort to get there. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be sort of like fatigued, Mm -hmm. which makes me colder, colder. So I'm going to carry an extra fleece or I'm going to carry a down jacket. You know what I mean? So that, and if I don't need it, now it becomes a pillow. But just like when we did um, Baldy, you know, the wind kind of came up. It was a little chilly. So it was nice when we got up on that sunrise that morning. That's that's the picture that's on our on our on our Podbean page is you know, that down jacket. So I, I will carry some yeah. things that might not yeah. be totally necessary, but I don't I mean, you're suffering enough. And by that I mean doing the hiking, doing the walking, mm-hmm. you know, exerting yourself. So Suffer might be a, a hard word, but you know, you're exerting and it's yeah. like, you're doing this because you want to do it and you want to experience, you want to have fun. Why am I going to carry a 12 pound pack and wear a t-shirt and a, and a, and a you know, some yeah. kind of little lightweight thing. And you're sitting up there at night, you have to get in your sleeping bag because you're cold and you don't have any amenities. Mm-hmm. And then, then why am I sitting around the campsite? If I only brought up nine pounds, right? you know what I mean? So I understand the people that do it, and you know they they may have a different agenda that I do. So I'm not yeah I'm not casting just, aspersions on like any. They're 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 literally sacrificing their comfort just so that they can for hike faster for miles. Yeah, but man, like that's got to be miserable. See, and and I guess I've never really thought the through hiking thing. I there's been trips that I've seen that I wanted to do. Maybe it's a thirty mile loop right? That you can do 10 or 12 miles a day, but you get three campsites out of it. Yeah. To me, that's like the kind of through hiking I want to do. I don't need to right now. And you know, 56, I don't feel the need that I have to go hike well, 2,600 miles. Last year's April weekend, I, uh, almost did a 40 miler 
and um, I was going to my, I was going to have my wife drop me off at Warner Springs, uh-huh. which is the start of Section B. Right. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah. And it, I was going to land uh, in Anza or whatever Idlewild, um, um, you know, by the Paradise Valley Cafe kind of idea. Yeah. Um, and that was forty miles, and uh, I had a four days. I had a four day weekend. And I was going to do it. And then I just ended up deciding to stay home, you know, an extra day uh, just to spend time with the family, you right. know. Um, but th- that was the one where I was going to just trudge through and then I was going to try to follow the water reports and things like that. But it just, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I know why I didn't do it. Yeah. Because I was. I felt lonely, and I wanted to be with my family. No, right, versus you know leaving them for the weekend or right. whatever. But yeah. that would have been cool. That was you know. So I'm looking forward to the next time I can get another four days off and not feel lonely. Right. And just you know do one of those. You know. I mean, again, I mean, my wife was ready to drive me an hour and a half. Right. You know, down to Warner Springs. You know. And what's the elevation on that? Is it is it a Warner st- Springs is I think like three thousand feet. But and what was your take? Yeah, it would have taken me up to six thousand feet. The so, whole forty miles, only like three thousand feet, 3, and forty feet. miles. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it because it's not hitting San Jacinto yet. It was at at the at the start of Idlewild. Yeah, so it was like the, you know Anza. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because right after that. That's when elevation goes up. Yeah, it's and when you start doing the south fork up. Right, yeah. and I was strategic about not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That The south fork up, though, from the, that one side, Idlewild, up to the lookout tower, uh-huh. and then over across to Skunk Cabbage. Doesn't or, look easy. Well, it's not, but we've hiked as hard, if not harder, stuff. So, I mean, the thing is, if you're, gonna, if you're getting 1,000 feet a mile, it's just, mm-hmm. you're going to suffer. You know, 800, 900, 1,000 feet in a mile. Yeah. You're going to, you know, in Devil's Slide, it's, it's A lot of miles. people do Baldy, though. I don't know why I cried, but I think a lot of people do Baldy as a day hike with, you know, just the water. They're not packing stuff in. Yeah, they, were, they weren't carrying food. And then some of the people we saw hiking on that, and it's like, you get worried. Like man, that's it's cold up top. It's but windy yeah, you up don't top. really hear about people dying. You know, like those, because right now when there are accidents, like it's shared all over these different forums because people just want to be in each other's business and share yeah. news. So I mean, the last ones were what the Baldy? No, not the Baldy. Uh, it was Baldy, right? The two were missing. Right. Yeah, the two were missing. Um, the. But beyond that, I mean, we're not hearing about the day hikers having hypothermia or whatever, or maybe I mean, they just don't report those. I don't yeah. know. You maybe know? maybe it's, yeah, or could be reported or we're yeah. just... But I saw from this weekend, um, th- this last weekend, people, oh my gosh, like there was a video of Baldy um, sort of kind of at the, at the top part, and there's just like line of people hiking up the trail. Yeah. Well, we nuts. hiked up on a on a Thursday. Yeah, that too. And we did our summit on a on a Friday. Right. We came down on a Saturday, and it was so so That's busy. That's right. It you was how busy it just. Yeah. 
and then we got to the hut and just so many people at there the hut. A lot it of was people. just it was crazy. That's right, that's right. So, I know, right? We've we've actually have scored by doing our Thursday Friday. Yeah, the Thursday Friday thing is, is great. And yeah. when when my buddy, one of the guys I did that trip in North Carolina with, we ended up being stationed together out here and we did we did trips up to the Palisades and up up in the Sierras and it was always great. One of our favorite times to go out on a trip was uh, Columbus Day, because not everybody has Columbus Day off. Mm. But we always did in the military. So we had a four-day weekend oh. that not everybody had off. And, you know, head to the Sierras. and Well, right. I mean, in the, in the coming months, um, I mean, my schedule's going to be changing a little bit where I'm going to have, was it, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays off. And so, but alternating, alternating, right? yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be every week, yeah. You know, so I'm gonna so, have, so on those days when you have a Wednesday, Thursday, and we know it's coming, I want to look and schedule a Wednesday, Thursday you with you, right? And take and take off on a Tuesday night, right? Yeah. So, good. And and I think on on that time frame, Vinny, who's also Vinny, who was here last week, uh, has expressed a desire. To do that? To do a backpacking trip with us. Got and it. I'll do the same thing I did for you. Here's all the gear. Right. Take all of this and let's go. Right. And Vinny could do a Tuesday, Wednesday, because it doesn't affect his, right. his work schedule. So that's how it's going to work. That's the way it's going to work. So we have to look. And with the snowpack, if we even try to do like uh, Gorgonio, uh-huh. and even if we don't go to the summit, it's still going to be pleasant if we, if we even if we do a July. You know, we hike at night, so it's you know it's going to be bearable. Yeah, I still got a list going of all the the hikes I want to do. You know, I mean, there's stuff in the uh, the L.A. basin that right. that you could totally do, um, and then uh, Joshua Tree. I think we're nearing the end because summertime's hitting now. Yeah, so we know? won't we won't be right. You know, going back to there in the fall. But mm-hmm. I do, and like I said last week, I'm I'm taking you guys back. And we're going to, and if we do a Tuesday, Wednesday, if we do that scenario, uh, we got our campsites. We get our campsites. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun being out there. I you know, fun sharing stories, looking for hope, standing on the summit, eating <laughs> eating MREs, pooping in holes. So it's all it's all the adventure. But I'm I'm a firm believer, and you know, and I know that like I'm looking at 17 articles right here, how to how to pack for an Appalachian through hike, but most of it's about how to get your pack down to nine pounds. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to suffer when I'm at a campsite right. because I don't have something. I will walk a little slower, take in a little more nature, take a few more breaks, but then I know right. when I get to the campsite, yeah. I'm going to be mm-hmm. sitting in a chair. I'm going to be eating some top ramen broth that you've cooked. Mm-hmm. So and enjoying, enjoying the life, the reason we got out there. The hey, scenery, you know the what? View, the uh, by the way, regarding gear, I'm not gonna lie. Walmart has some decent stuff. It there's no reason to spend more money sometimes at REI, in my opinion. Right. So like, I bought a bug net, you know, that goes over your head. Uh huh. Walmart's like a dollar ninety nine. Bug net at REI is like thirty five bucks. <laughs> And I'm like, are you serious? And it keeps bugs out of it your face. Keeps bugs out. Right. You know, I mean, just stuff like that. There's just the, the more simpler things. I get it. The big yeah. stuff, you know. And I've and and I'm not I'm not a, at one time I was a hardcore gear weenie. It's like I got to have the latest, the best, the greatest, whatever. But doing that, 
now that when we go backpacking and I've had my stuff since 94, mm -hmm. some of it, you know, is when I first started doing it. It's my first expedition out, you know, and I've bought stuff. I've had some of my stuff since 2000, 2001, and it's still good. It still holds up. It still works. It's still solid. It might be, you know, 12 ounces heavier than, than something you could buy today, but I still have it, so I don't need I don't yeah. don't need to go. Well, I mean, I feel like gear. a Swiss Army knife is a Swiss Army knife. You know, a spoon's a spoon. I'm, no, I'm not sure. going to buy a titanium spoon. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not there yet. You yeah, know? no. And so, there's just some normal stuff that you just end up being okay with, and Walmart does it. You yeah. know, and I mean, I was I was like scouring Walmart aisles and Target aisles, and you know, whatever. Anytime I walked into a department store, you know. Versus, I get it. I have an REI backpack. Yeah. And you can tell the quality is far superior. But you had to do Walmart that for, for a sizing aspect too, though, right? Um. Well, yeah. So I bought a used backpack online right. or whatever, you know, on Marketplace. Um, and that was a, lar a size large. Yeah. You know, and I'm a size medium now I have discovered. And uh, I could have swore I would have been a small, but the size large is the backpack that we went up to Mount San Jacinto with. Right. And as we were climbing vertical feet, the waist belt was, was running into my thighs or yeah, because right. I'm climbing yeah. or I'm stair-stepping. Yeah. And that was bugging me. Yeah. And so I needed to get the backpack higher up on my torso or back or whatever. Yeah. So that's why I ended up reinvesting into uh, a, a legitimate backpack. Yeah. And and the proper fit works. What you put in, it's up to you. Totally. You know? Right. So I think it. I think. I think our philosophy is the same, and it's things we've talked about. It's like, yeah, you're not going to judge me by what I carry or what I sleep in or what I'm, you know, when I'm going. It's like I'm getting stuff that works for me. It's functional and and allows me to have a good time, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there there is something to be said about, you know, when when you invest is on, on a piece of gear that lasts 20 years. So that mm -hmm. that's to me that's awesome because I don't really have to buy anything. And right. you know, my water filter still works. Yeah, my stove still work. You know, so we we're able to get out there and adventure and have a good time and. You know, I think we're able to do it for, you know, little outlay at this point, other than just the Pretty cost much, right. like just the cost of going there and getting there. Right. So, you know, so back people backpack for various reasons. I'm not out to win a fashion contest or, you know, or to uh, impress you or to, to, to let you know that I can backpack with nine pounds and suffer through the night. That's not what it's about for me. I will sacrifice weight for comfort any day because if I'm strong enough to carry it and it doesn't affect my fun, then yeah. what? why yeah. should you or any other individual care? I really like, though, and kudos to you for dealing, putting up with me, but I really like that you've catered to my, uh, my schedule of the days that were out there. Yeah. Meaning, like, you know... Uh, you're okay, you know, wake, uh, get finally getting out of bed at 9, and then we get going at 10. Yeah. Versus, you know, most people want to be on the trail you at, know, da already at daybreak. At daybreak yeah. Yeah. And it's still cold, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> you're not a morning person. So. I'm not a morning person. But see, and what, it's cold but still. But while, you, while you're hanging out in your tent, and I wake up 
two hours before you, I'm, I, I, can, I can then zen in my own way, you know, write in my journal, do my things, and then, then take a nap. And then when you're ready to go, oh, okay, I just woke up. Let's go. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. And then so just, you know, it's pretty chillax about it. And therefore, I feel like we both have a good dynamic together. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Right. Because, you know, you um, you know, like like I've talked about another times about, you know, you you bike ride with someone or you you do an activity with someone that you haven't done before and then you realize their personality quirks and you're just like yeah. okay um this is the first and last time I'll be going out <laughs> with them because just our personalities don't don't work well you yeah, know so. but like it's very comfortable right right you know no, so you totally you deal with my quirks so, so it's all good. So I thank you for it, really. Well, my pleasure, and and thank you for having me along for the ride, and vice versa. It's been a good. I'm looking forward to more trips. Definitely. Well, I think that about do it for this week. Okay. Uh, we'll just sum it up. You know, we backpack because we like it, and we're going to carry what we want to carry, and we're going to sit in what we want to sit in, and eat what we want to eat, and poop within whatever <laughs> hole we want to poop in. There you go. Okay. So um. Uh, thanks, Jonathan. It's been a good week. Look forward to next week. And uh, I don't know what we have on the agenda for next week, but we'll get something figured out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I but, see your uh, wheels turning over there. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. And hey, look, if you look closely, you can see the weekend from here. So get out, enjoy it, have fun, and uh, do what makes you happy. Uh, until next time. See ya. Bye-bye.